0: Hello and welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple, the podcast that's all about taking the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I am your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, which you can see right here if you're watching on the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Joined as always by this guy, if you can't see, I am also pointing to his nameplate on the video, so mm-hmm. uh, you should know who I'm who I'm
1: referring to. But if not, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Dan Kruger and I'm the co-host I'm not wearing. He is not new. Very well
0: fitted <laughs> suit jacket. I've decided I'm just wearing this every day now. I mean, got a, Why not? Got it. Got it dress to impress. You can't really bend I don't over. i I'm impressing he needs to bend
1: over. <laughs>
0: ben, yeah, custom suits. So if you listened to last week's episode, you know why I'm all dressed up and gussied up. Um, but we like to batch our episodes. We like to record um, multiple at a time. So I'm still, <laughs> nothing's changed. Still dressed up. A little bit too too dressed up. Yeah. I'm right. not
1: complaining. I <laughs> no, like it. Now,
0: trying to just bring a little air of class to multifamily investing made simple, because uh, usually we're just a little too jankety. With our yeah, it's pretty fenex. sloppy
1: most of the time. Yeah. So,
0: speaking of sloppy, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Uh,
1: we're talking about <laughs> the opposite of sloppy, which is extreme focus, hyper focus, hyper focus. actually, on your niche. Um, that's something that we've talked about a lot on this. Podcast and all the content that we put out, so I'm sure you guys are aware that that's our thing. Uh, But we've also been getting a lot of really positive feedback from some, you know, older, uh, not necessarily older, older, but just really pretty advanced individuals who really know their stuff and deal in, you know, very big numbers with bees involved, (laughs) uh, confirming that they like working with individuals who are hyper focused on their niche, which has felt really good because we knew. Right. This feels right. This makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But to get that confirmation, especially multiple times in just a couple of weeks, um, feels good.
0: Yeah, it's a good um, confirmation of what we've already already suspected. For us, we like to stay in our lanes. We're control freaks. And so you guys know our stick is that we built – property management in house, which really limits how far we can expand in terms of uh, markets. So we really like the twin cities. And within that we like multifamily, we don't do self storage. We don't do mobile home parks. And so we're, we're always been like the, uh, the choir singing about focus on a niche because you hear the riches, the riches are in the niches. The riches are in the niches, Um, which it was just really interesting to sit down with a couple of gentlemen who are very, very advanced um, coming to us and saying, hey, we really like how focused you guys are on what you do, where you do it. Um, and For them, they have the choice of working with um, any, anybody, right? And what they're really looking for isn't like jack of all trades. They're really looking for who are like the master surgeons of their craft, and they go to that person. So they don't, they're they not looking to go invest with an operator who's in 12 different markets doing 12 different asset classes. They're like, I want an exposure in that market with this asset class. Who's the best person or team doing that right now? Mm-hmm. And so that's been presenting a lot of opportunities for us recently, which is, is really
1: cool. Yeah, it's really fantastic. And it's really, you know, at the, uh, 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 from one angle, it's not so much about. Being hyper focused on one thing, uh, I think the tough part for people is really not getting distracted by all of the other things that people are talking about. Um, FOMO, you know, for those of you who aren't aware, fear of missing out. Is that and- a new restaurant? Yes, oh, yeah, but you're not uh, on the list, so you're not going to get it. Oh, Sorry, I'm missing out. Um, <laughs> no, but formal, that's a real that's a real kind of emotional response that people have to things, and and that happens a lot, especially in kind of volatile times like we have now, where there's a lot of things moving around and there's a lot of opportunities everywhere. Um, you've got to be okay with missing uh, opportunities outside of what your thing is, so that you can stay focused, because it's those shiny objects that usually. Um, Uh, Rip people up, right? You get into something brand new. You don't really know your stuff. You're really confident with how good you've been doing. And all of a sudden, wow, I just went through a learning curve with my own money. And (laughs) I just realized how much I didn't know about this new thing. So,
0: Tom, Bill, you said to me a couple weeks back that your job as a CEO, as a business owner, is to imagine you're standing in a room and there are a thousand open doors. Your job is to close 999 of those Mm -hmm. and figure out what is the door that you and your team are going to not just walk through but sprint through with gusto and energy. And the problem – there's nothing wrong with the jack-of-all-trades shotgun approach per se, but the problem is that – your results are going to be more scattered, more diffuse. When you go in with a laser, you can get more concentrated results quicker. Now, if you're, if you don't care about getting concentrated results quickly and you're playing on like a 50 year timeline, like the Jack of all trades thing, it can work out. But in the short term, what you do is you, you create an image of erraticness, of erratic behavior. That's how it feels to me when I see somebody who's like just they were in one market. Now they're in five other markets and they're doing these five different asset classes. And it's not entirely clear. I can't peg them clearly what they do. And if I can't if I can't explain in like a quick sentence what you do, uh, if I have to pause to take a breath as I'm explaining what you know, what markets you're in and how many asset classes you do, then it's it's probably too much.
1: Yeah, it's it's been at least one, maybe two episodes since we've brought up. Alex or So I'm going to have to bring him up again. Um, because he's, he's spoken to this topic uh, a little bit as well. And, you know, he's talking more from like a sales and marketing type of, uh, uh, from, from that perspective. But the, the concept that, that he's illustrated in, in, I can't remember if it was his book or it was a podcast or where I heard him talk about this, but it made a lot of sense. If you take a broad approach to whatever your business is, you effectively become a commodity and mm. people are going to be looking around at let's just say multifamily syndicators, right? There's so many of them. And a lot of us. If there's nothing that sets you apart and that makes you unique, um, everyone's going to be basically price point shopping. Okay, they're mm-hmm. going to be looking at all the syndicators out there. And if there was a filter, if there was an option to search for syndicators on Amazon, people would just filter to lowest fees, highest returns, right? And you would get you know priced out unless you're able to provide that. However, if you provide a unique service that speaks to a very specific individual or you have a very specific product, um, it becomes much more valuable to the marketplace. So no matter what business you're in, if you can really niche down, um, you're going to be operating a much more efficient business than if you try to do everything. Because what ends up happening is you just turn into the Cheesecake Factory and you've got everything, but it all kind of sucks. It's not that great.
0: That's a killer example. Not the cheesecake factory. They're delicious and amazing. The um, <laughs> so commoditization. Cheesecake. This is no. That's you. You nailed it on the head. And the reason I think a lot of people initially, when they're starting their business for the, for the in the first couple of years, it's really hard to get traction. And the number of deals for us, let's say we're focused in Minneapolis, Twin Cities, St. Paul, on multifamily assets of a certain size and a certain vintage. There's only so much supply coming on the market at any given moment. And so it can feel hard to get traction and hard to see the scale and the progress. And so I think the mistake a lot of people make then is thinking, well, if maybe I throw in mobile home parks and self storage, and I also look in Charlotte and I look in Houston, then you will have more opportunities coming across your table. And so the idea I think a lot of people get into is thinking, well, with more opportunities, then I can grow faster. I can do more. But that's not what ends up happening. It's because you're not as good at any one of those three things, like in in those markets or those asset classes, that you're not really poised to execute excellently when you do have an opportunity, as much as if you had just stayed in your your lane with what you were doing and saying, I'm going to master this. It's going to take a while to get traction. Because here's the crazy thing. When you only have like that that hyper focused niche that you're working within, it takes a long time to get the traction. But once you do, it's nobody can take that traction from you because for us, I keep telling everybody, like you can't beat us on our home field. We have home field advantage. So if you're not a local to the Twin Cities and you want to come here and compete with us, bring it. You can't keep up because we know where all the potholes are. There's a lot of potholes. This (laughs) is Minnesota.
1: I mean, our roads need. Some work. We need Not love. A <laughs> <laughs> it's a freeze thaw. We have a winter, guys. It's, like, yeah. you know, the roads get rough. Comes with the territory. <laughs> so,
0: anyways, I think that – did we sufficiently hammer this home? I Hope, think so. I, I, I
1: mean, we got Hermosian. We got yeah We got, we we got, got we Yeah, got, Who do we miss? Naval. We
0: didn't get Naval. Uh, go read Naval. There you go. Yeah, um, that's, yeah. But you guys that are listening at home, you let us know if there's anything that we missed by going and leaving a review over on iTunes. That was a sneaky segue. I'm, I'm impressed, but – I lose all credibility because I just patted myself on the shoulder. So that's going to do it for us guys. We appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your day to join us and we'll see you next week.